Well, there's only one word for the weather. Uh, it's absolutely dreadful. It's sort of like a mixture of March winds, April showers, and uh, the result is no one knows what they're doing. You can go out, be boiling hot, and the next minute you're absolutely drenched to the skin. So uh, anyway, I'm looking at it now. I don't think I'm going to see many people going by because it's pouring down. Welcome to episode 57, another wet episode of Mr. Burt Pods. Yeah, so um, the weather's just all over the place. And I'm when the weather is like this, my mental state is all over the place because I don't know whether I'm coming or going. It's like I was saying before, when it's windy, little children go a bit mad. Um, it's been a reasonably quiet week. Um, we haven't particularly come out of lockdown in this household. I'm sort of waiting for my second jab. Uh, for historical purposes, because uh, there will be people listening to this uh, podcast, obviously, in 2256, that being a year. Uh, historical purposes, we are on, I think, part four of a five-part roadmap, uh, in which you can now go into each other's houses as long as there's no more than six people. I don't get that. I don't get the six. I mean, the chance. Anyway, let's not go down that road. Six people or two households. Uh, and you can do the same, I think, in pubs and restaurants. Um, and it's a shame, really, because the weather being so bad, because uh, obviously pubs could be getting, restaurants could be getting even more money. And if they uh, had outdoor seating, I don't think anyone will be outdoor seating eating today. So, um, yeah, so that's where we are. So. The Indian variant uh, seems to be not too bad regarding the vac- the uh, vaccinations. Uh, and I've got my second one in a uh, couple of weeks, I think. So after that, I think I might start being a bit more proactive and doing things because I'm getting a little bit, I'm feeling all right today, but then there's other days I just don't want to leave the house ever again in my whole life. Um, and I'm sure there's lots of other people feeling that way. Uh, I think I've got to start doing things. So um, Darren's going to be busy with his, well, he is busy with the project in Gateshead, uh, which is now called Passion for the Planet, which is what was the original mystery plays, um, which is the joke on, the ongoing joke on the podcast is he's got absolutely nothing on at the moment and is just laying around all the time. I keep correcting him on this laying. He's not laying eggs. Uh, he's lying around all the time, but he's refusing to take a, any notice. So he'll probably need help. So I think in a few weeks' time, I might uh, just go and see what help he does and sort of ease myself into doing something. It's just finding something to do. And then, of course, uh, the big news is... Well, it's not really big news. All my news is big news, isn't it? Um, it's funny how school kids are absolutely pouring down with rain high winds and they're walking around in their no coats just the school uniforms no umbrellas as if it's a sunny day except that one who's got a coat and hood up is the first one in fact he's got so much around his face with his hood i can hardly see his face but here's another two just wandering past in their blazers as if it's a sunny day they just don't seem to have any awareness of the weather was that i'm sure i wasn't like that when i was a teenager i've always been aware of the weather 
Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so some of the big news is we're starting to book for theatre, but not until July, August. Very excited about Carousel, which is one of my favourite musicals, <clears throat> albeit it's a difficult musical because the, the uh, domestic violence issues in it. But I saw the National Theatre 100 years ago, and then English National Opera did a very good one. Uh, less than 100 years ago, so it's about my third one. And it's at the Open Air Regents Park, which is, of course is a bit dodgy if it's raining. Um, shout out there to one of my more pessimistic friends who's practically decided it's going to be raining on the day we're all going. Um, they're keeping, I think I've said this, they're keeping up um, social distancing right through their whole season into September. The other theatres seem to be doing social distancing right through and then booking... Uh, full houses when we get the go-ahead and some of them seem to be going for that date in June that the government is now was originally set to announce things but now an opening up but now saying it might not be um anyone waffling oh car um so that's that so yes carousel uh, just in the process of uh Baghdad cafe which is Emma Rice Wise Children Company at the Elvic. Don't like the Elvic Auditorium at all, so we're fapping around trying to get seats for that. Uh, it's based on a film, which I've always known as being a film. It was made, it's actually, I thought it was American, it's actually a German film, set in America. Made, I've got 1987 in my head, I might be completely wrong. But anyway, we watched it the other night because I'd never seen it before. Um, the half, first half an hour irritated the hell out of me because I wasn't in the mood for it. And there was lots of shouting and people throwing things and weird colours and camera angles. And then it just settles into a completely lovely film, uh, which just makes you feel better about life by the end. And I can see exactly why Emma Rice wants to do it on stage. It's very much her. So I thought that'd be a nice coming out of lockdown thing as well. And then... Um, Due to Fiddle Faddle, that was nothing to do with me. I've missed out going to see something called Flight at the Bridge, which is adapted by uh, a person that I'm doing a couple of courses with who's taking them a playwright. Uh, so I'm a bit cross about that. And then the other thing is at the bridge, we're going highbrow for Bark and Sons with Simon Russell Beale. <clears throat> but I'm going for the cheap seats and that because we've spent a fortune on the other shows. I'm more sympathetic now to expensive theatre seats because um, this past year I've been learning a lot about how theatre has been run, is run, uh, and how badly it's run, and why ticket prices are just so ridiculous. Um, and we need a big overhaul, basically. Big overhaul of theatre, big overhaul of theatre funding, and certainly a big overhaul of the way freelancers are treated. I keep forgetting I haven't worked for the past over a year through no fault of my own. I kept thinking I'm sort of being thrown into this, but I didn't have to be in it. And of course I did. I just had no job to go to. I got no funding from the government. I've had no money, no support. Well, I've had a little bit, but that was just by luck because uh, I was on happened to be on a cover job when lockdown hit or that date hit that messed everybody up when you couldn't get furloughed before or after it, whatever it was and then um i didn't go and get another job because i didn't want to go and mix with people because of the virus so um and my age and stuff so um i need to get quite cross about this at some point because it is absolutely terrible 
but with mum dying and everything else going on, um, I think I just didn't get cross about it. I probably will wake up one morning and get really cross about it. But anyway, that's the way things are at the moment. And then I'm going through this thing at the moment of, well, I don't want to go back to work. I don't. I do want to go back to work. I don't want to go back to the whole insecurity of not knowing when the next job is, um, not knowing if the show's going to run its full length. I don't particularly want to go back to working evenings, on weekends. Um, ideally, I would like to get a part-time job that pays a decent wage uh, and then work for, say, three months on and three months off. Uh, save up the money when I'm working and then be able to take three months off. That would be nice. Uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, the other thing is, of course, that the writing takes off and I become a famous writer, but even if the writing takes off, no one makes any money out of writing. Um, so that's... Um, yeah. Anyway, so um, I'm a bit fed up with all that. I'm staring at the clock on the piano at the moment because I need to get those refurbished, both of them. We're actually having our, well, the next door neighbours having their back fence done today, which is not the best days to be having that done. And then we're having ours done because they're both collapsing. Um, end of June. Where was I? And why I don't know why I'm talking about garden fences. Um, yeah, so I don't want to go back to work. I like not having to leave the house and get on a tube or a bus. And the few times I've actually got on a tube and a bus recently, I've been so impatient to get off. Not because of the virus, just because I've got so out of the habit of um, travelling. I just don't want to be travelling anymore. Um, and then there's things like, you know, the time I've been able to do writing and courses and do this and the other podcast. And if life goes back to how it was and go for daily walks, if life goes back to how it was, um, I won't be able to do these things. Uh, am I being a bit pessimistic? I don't know. I just feel we're all in a bit of a, we're between two stools at the moment and I don't really like that feeling. Um, anyway, we booked a holiday in August, but I don't know. I can't think that far ahead at the moment. Uh, I'm sounding a bit gloomy, I know. I, I got, it was my dad's birthday on last week, <laughs> on last week. And um, I don't know, I've just been thinking about the house. I can picture the house where I grew up so perfectly in my head, every single detail of it. And yeah, I can never go. It's sold now, it's gone, someone else has got it. They'll have done what they want to do with it. They'll be doing what they want to do with it, which would be quite a lot, I should imagine. And um, that's weird. And then I've got quite down about the H Club as well. As I was saying last week, I think I'm... That's really got to me. That was such an amazing place. That not only was it a cocoon for me, uh, a place where I could take my friends and just be relaxed and social. Um, it was a place where I could network and and had a really interesting people doing things. Uh, so many events going on, and also it was philanthrop philanthropic because it um, helped. Um, I was going to say kids. It was sort of what was it, eighteen to. 30-year-olds, I can't remember, help them get apprenticeships, get into new jobs, give them skills. Um, it was just such a... And, and also, I mean, they just gave me a really cheap membership for working because I was working in the West End. I think as a freelancer, that's the only 
advantage I ever had was their discounted membership. It was £25 a month, which was just ridiculously cheap. Mind you, I spent enough money in there on drinks and food. But um, I got, you know, I got £100 worth out of that place every month. And the, and the thought of it just not being there, and this was because of the owners, this has nothing to do with COVID. I think they use COVID as an excuse to shut it down. Uh, it's just really sad. And I've been looking at other private members clubs because now I've got the taste for it. But I can't justify the price. I can't. Anyway. So, yeah, so if I'm feeling a bit, if I'm sounding a bit gloomy, I'm not. Uh, I'm just a bit gloomy. But that's all it is. Um, I had a fantastic yoga class this morning, looking on the bright side, uh, after last week's, which nearly finished me off. Um, uh, yeah, I was really pleased with it. Last week's, my core hurt the next day. I don't know what I did or what he did to me, but I had a really sore core, stomach muscles, uh, which I presume is a good thing. And then, um, yeah, it was. I really enjoyed it this morning. I managed to do most things, and I took it easy when I couldn't do things and didn't get into a fuss. And then, uh, if that's another thing, do I go to, to... I've never been to the studio, actually, where he teaches, because um, I started all this online. Do I want to get up, get on a bus and go to the... and come back home again and have to talk to people? Um, so, um, and then I went for a super-duper run, actually. Um, I decided to... I usually run, it's the running ground I'm on, it's not running ground, it's recreation ground I'm on, it has a slight, it's roughly a square, it has a slight incline, and I usually push myself faster up the incline, I don't know why, I'm just a sucker for punishment, and then ease off uh, for the rest of it, but this time I decided to run at a steady place all the way around, and I did a really fast time, I got five awards, thank you Strava, um, something like best mile best kilometer best half mile best 400 meters i'm very pleased actually chuffed was the word and i managed to get out between showers which was even better um although there's this man that really annoys me i think i've mentioned him before because he he strides around i mean i always run around him i always run around everybody to be honest um anyway he never gets out of my way and it really annoys me and uh I got so fed up of it, I thought today, and he had this silly yellow hat on today, I thought, oh, I'm just not going to get out of his way. So I ran practically, well, no, I didn't run into him, but I ran purposely not getting out of his way, not, not looking at him in the eye. Uh, and then there was this uh, woman with a little child uh, playing around. The little girl had a hat on as well, a similar colour, bright yellow. And then, of course, I realised after twice rushing past this man he was the dad uh, it wasn't the man that i thought it was at all it was the dad uh with the woman and the little girl and of course then i felt absolutely dreadful and i ended up going on three more deeds because he then carried on walking around and his wife they were just separate from each other and i, I kept on doing three mile detours around him every out of guilt every time we uh, met each other on the path that was really annoying so um yeah that worked well uh, but anyway, I was very pleased with all that. So um, then I got, uh, yes, I'm a bit confused. The Babka, the Bake Off, I can't remember. Had I made the Babka last time I spoke? I think I must have done, because I think I made it on Sunday. Anyway, it was one of the best things I've ever made. It was absolutely delicious, really, really nice. 
and I shall be making another one. The thing is, of course, with the Bake Off is that you don't have to measure anything out, the Bake Off box, and also everything's really high quality. So, um, and I don't spend a lot of money on the ingredients normally, so maybe it won't taste quite as nice next time I cook it, but we'll see. Bake it. Anyway, I've also gone mad, thrown caution to the wind and ordered a couple of pans. I've ordered a cake tin. Uh, and a round one and a square one. Well, the round one turned up today. They're all this, well, it's called duck egg blue. Duck egg blue is green. That's what I'm saying. Um, that turned, well, The round one turned up today, but the square one didn't. So I'm a bit perturbed about that. And, and then I got even more annoyed because after having ordered them, I thought, well, they'll probably be free within one of the boxes anyway at some point because I got a loaf tin with my last order for the babka but having said that the loaf tin's not on sale separately so maybe not anyway i've got a nice little collection now so i'd looked at what i've missed and i've missed a banana and walnut uh mini loaves which i wasn't that bothered about and you've got a little mini loaf thing tray thing with that which i don't to be honest wouldn't have used and the other one was some lemon slices i think that was last month um which did look nice and you've got a lemon zester thing, which I could have done with with that. So, uh, and then the first box, I wasn't bothered about it. It was this massive chocolate cake. They call it their signature cake, but it's just this huge, great chocolate thing. And I'm sure it's lovely to eat, but I've got no interest in making it, to be honest. Um, anyway, next box, and then you've got a cake stand with that, but they sent me a cake stand anyway for free. So um, I've now got a duck egg blue stroke green uh, cake stand, loaf tin, and potentially... Uh, and a green uh, cake tin, round cake tin, and potentially a square one if it ever turns up. So, um, yeah, the kitchen will look great. They're all buried at the back of the cupboard, needless to say. Um, so, uh, where was I? Yeah, so next month, uh, I didn't, I was going to be a surprise, and then, of course, I saw it because they put it up on the um, website. It's a fiddly foodle fandangly Bakewell tart, and I've never made a pie before because I think it's more of a pie than a tart. Well, a tart is a pie, what we're talking about. I've never made one of those before, and it's got this sort of sort of wavy thing pattern on top, which I'm not going to manage. Uh, let's just face it now, I'm not going to manage. So that'll be interesting. So that's due to turn up around the 8th of June, so I'll keep you posted on that. Um saw three lovely films recently which i'm going to recommend i'm going to honestly say hand on heart i didn't want to watch any of them um and i am so glad i did because they all sounded really depressing and they are grim um in theory so if i was to say what they're about and i'm not going to you're all going to think i'm not going to watch that they are surprisingly funny uh, I was going to say heartwarming, they're not heartwarming, that's too much of a cliche, but they're very human, and despite the potentially grim, uh, yeah, one is pretty grim subject matter, the other, the other two are less so, uh, they're funny, and you come out feeling, well, I came out feeling quite jolly at the end of them, a bit tearful, but in a good way. So one of them is a Romanian film called My Happy Family, and if I tell you what that's about, you won't want to watch it. Uh, the second one is called possibly, possibly, possibly my favourite of the three. I think it's quite an extraordinary film called Saint 
No, it's not called Saint Maud. That's a horror film. It's called Saint Francis, and it's on Netflix. Uh, I think my happy family had to pay for that. I think it was on iTunes. Can't remember. And then the third one was is also on Netflix, and it's called Enough Said. Uh, the first one's directed by written and directed by a man and a woman, and the second two are written and directed, I think, all by women. Um, and the last one, enough said, is James Gandolfini's last film, which does give it a bit of a sadness, uh, knowing that he didn't do anything after that film because he's so wonderful in it. So uh, I can thoroughly recommend all those. We've started watching How to Get Away with Murder, which I think I've said before is 50% annoying the hell out of me and 50% I'm completely gripped. I wasn't going to watch the second Pursuit of Love because I really didn't like the first episode at all. Um, watched it last night and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was really, really good. Um, and I was very impressed. So um, definitely be watching the third one. And um, I was just watching the usual fiddle faddle. Um, I've got Susie Dent's Word Perfect, book called Word Perfect, and it's uh, called an entomology, entomological entertainment for every day of the year. And it's basically every day uh, she has a, a word and, and its meaning and origin and history and associations. I absolutely love it. And I'm sure, because it's that sort of book, if I look into it, although there isn't an index, one day of the year we'll have fiddle faddle. On that note, thank you for listening.